This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Dean is gone and Sam's got a dog. Sorry you have zero luck with the ladies. What the heck is going on? This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are discussing every single episode of the TV show Hunkin' Natural, which is Whoa. what I'm calling it nowadays. I'm, I'm just changing the name. It's no Hunkin longer natural. Supernatural, Chris. Episode 103 or whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> We're changing the game. We're changing how it works. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing all right. I'm feeling, um, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm feeling those big kicks. Oh, man. Big kick, Sam. Uh, if you missed it last week, we do have a new t-shirt on our merch store. So if you want to go uh, show the world your pride and Big Kick Sam, you can now do so. Special shout outs to our to our boy Wayne, yeah. who's uh, not only a patron, but also a friend uh, for, for drawing that up for us. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, go check that out. It's Go to monsterweek.cool slash merch or shirts or whatever the link is. It should be pretty obvious in there. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> Put it in the show notes uh, that I'll definitely do someday. Definitely, definitely do someday. <laughs> um, Chris, we're, we're here today to talk about a great episode. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty pretty stoked to talk about this. I'm, I'm going to be a little bit of a hypocrite, though, because I have complained in the past when we are full steam ahead on a meta plot kind of story you know we're coming off of a a story of an episode that was straight up you know trials demons kevin prophets and then this has nothing to do with any of that like there's a little bit of stuff with sam but it's totally a diversion into just a basic monster of the week but i'm still really into it and it's all because of charlie (laughs) it's all because of charlie's relationship with dean charlie makes it feel more important and i i will say that them kind of really in this episode showing the hangover of the trial on Sam held it together as part of the main plot a little bit more for me because it seemed like it was such a almost constant thread. Like, oh shit, your boy's a little bit, uh, he's a little bit messed up right now. M- made it feel less like, well, okay, he's gonna like in between shots act like he's hurt, but then the rest of the day is fine. But like, no, he really seems like kind of worn the hell out. Well, before we get off into the main points of this episode, uh, let's thank all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week for uh, donating a few bo- to, uh, f- a few dollars and uh, getting some cool rewards. They get access to our Discord channel. They get episodes early. Um, in the month of December, if you're at a $5 tier, uh, uh, we're going to send you a huggy or a koozie or a collapsible <laughs> can insulator, if you will, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to send you one in the mail. So make sure you get a, get at that $5 tier. You have your address added to pay. Patreon. Those will be going out um, probably shortly after the 31st. So I want to I want to wait till the ship all this out at, at once, so I don't have to fuck with it too much. Um, so thank you to all of those people, Chris. Do you yeah, do you. you have something written up for our road so far? Oh, a little bit, uh, a little bit of road so far. Actually, yeah, I might might be able to pull some out for that. Uh-oh. Let's see. <clears throat> do I need to beatbox through this? Would that help? I don't know. I don't know if it's the same vibe. <laughs> Okay, we'll save the beatboxing for a time. We'll save the beatbox for what it is the right vibe. (laughs) Okay, last time on Supernatural. With the second trial finally revealed by Kevin and the martial arts world tournament just around the corner, Big Kick Sam descended into fire to save the condemned soul of Bobby Singer. But before he could get to hell, Big Kick Sam, or BKS as he's also known, would have to kick his way through the perg, and no haya in the world would be loud enough to secure his ticket back to the world of the living. 
Meanwhile, on the Vampire Diaries, Dean calls out Benny for one last meat-flavored favor, one last honeysuckle stare, and one last goodbye. With Benny's sacrifice, Big Kicks is able to complete the second trial, continue on his quest to become the Brick Holmes of martial arts. Very good. I, I, I'm loving that you keep bringing up Brick Holmes. I know that's, that's just a joke that does not get old to me. Our listeners are probably like, Brick Holmes, I don't quite Brick remember Holmes. who that was. Not but sure. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that, Chris. I'm 100% here for that. I don't know what honeysuckle stare was supposed to mean, but I wrote it and I'm reading it now and I'm alarmed. I'm, I'm kind of into it, to be honest with you. Like that <laughs> describes, you know, if you looked at somebody and were like, mm, like that might be described as a honeysuckle stare. Mm, mm. Mm. Got to do that, like, like that through the teeth kind of kind of oh, gasp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so today's episode is uh, season eight, episode 20, Pac-Man Fever. It was written by Robbie Thompson, directed by Robert Singer. So, you know, it's going to be a heater uh, aired on April 24th, 2013. Dean introduces Charlie to cheap pantsuits. Concerned about the physical toll the second trial took on Sam, Dean benches his brother from hunting until he heals up. So, when Geek-tastic... Ha- oh, God. Really? Goodness. Uh, so, when Geek-tastic hacker Charlie stumbles upon a case and finds the boys, Dean decides it's time to teach Charlie how to be a hunter in training. While happy to see Her Highness, the boys suspect Charlie is hiding something, a secret <laughs> that could get her killed. Fucking Some intro. of that is, is, is reasonably accurate, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this, uh, I, so this, this cold open starts and I was like, here we go. Dean's in the past again. Listening to past jazz. That's all I could think about. That's actually not, <laughs> not true. It's not necessarily past jazz. It's gin jazz. I love, uh, so Dean wakes up in a military outfit. He's got like a white doctor. Nothing coat for on. gin jazz. All right. Okay. No, gin jazz is good, man. I was just fine. No, 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 don't even worry about it. Uh, my my favorite part about this is that he he starts exploring the room and there's it's you know there's dead bodies everywhere. Uh, he's he, he he immediately like breaks off a leg of a table to use it as a mm-hmm. blunt instrument. Um, he finally finds a newspaper and it says he's from 1951 and he's so nonplussed about it. He's just like he yep, really is just like this again. I'm in the past. <laughs> yep, this has happened to me three times in my life so far. I'm pretty chill about it now. Uh, but special shout out to the shot where. It's a, the overhead shot where he's walking through the hallway where all the dead bodies are. I think yeah. that's one of the most that's one of the most gorgeous scenes that that Supernatural has pulled off. Like it's really good looking. It was like some Resident Evil shit. Like it looked really cool. Yeah, it, it was actually some Resident Evil shit because I've been playing a little bit of that Resident Evil One remake, that remake, Ooh. if you will. So you, you get those camera angles in it. Yeah. Um, he finds out he's in some fort, uh, but as soon as something starts to attack it, we hear these weird noises. A shadow falls over him. Uh, it it we get our splash screen and we jump to 24 hours earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Dean kind of sitting there in the bunker, hanging out. Everything's normal. And then Sam comes stumbling out hair, super fucked up, which they make a comment on. So obviously I had to make a comment on, but he's been <laughs> asleep apparently for over a, a full day at this point. Sam waking um, up like, like he just put a bunch of uh, crackers on some pasta is what he yeah, looks like. Yeah. <laughs> he, looks he, like he had a rough yeah. night. <laughs> he had quite the bender. Um, but <laughs> the best part of this whole scene is where, you know, he's, Dean's making fun of his hair. He's like, just a few minutes with some clippers, Sam. Like, please, let's just take care of this. Um, but then, you know, Sam is like, shut up, whatever. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Just a little hungover. 
So, so Dean tosses him a bottle. I don't know if it's a beer bottle or whatever. Is, tosses him yeah. the bottle that just Sam puts his hands up for the catch, his brick home style. And it just soars straight past him and <laughs> smashes like th- in the background. Three feet to the left. Like nowhere, <laughs> nowhere near where Sam is. And of course, Dean chimes in with like, that's why we can't have nice things, Sammy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is Sam is obviously extremely out of it. This is this episode is probably even throughout the demon blood, even throughout uh, the period where he spent in hell, even soulless sam this is the worst sam has looked they would really yeah. go hard on making him look exhausted like making him look sick making him look just deteriorated almost yeah um and it and it shows and obviously like dean could see what we see as the audience so he's like bro hey maybe let's uh let's take a chill pill um but sam wants to go find kevin you know, yeah. I had about about fucking time. You just started thinking about Kevin Sam. <laughs> Where were you last year? <laughs> Where were you when he was a human sweat stain? Now he's yeah. a missing human sweat stain. Yeah. Human sweat. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't talk today. This is weird Friday energy we have, Chris. We it's, never it's record a, It's a weird Friday morning energy. Yeah. Um, so Dean, using his uh, elite hack skills, is, is doing surveillance all around the place. He learned that um, from this guy whose name I've already forgotten from season seven. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, now, was he try, Was he just trying to track Kevin? I don't even remember. Yeah, he's got he's got uh, cameras up on uh, Garth's place, on on Kevin's place, on the safe that's house right, boat. That's right. He's, you know, he's basically, if, if Kevin comes home, they're hoping to, to capture him mm-hmm, on video. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um so yeah, Sam keeps insisting, like, yeah, I want to go work, do some stuff. Dean is not having that, so he's like, all right, Sam, come on. We'll go down to the firing range, which they get they have there now. That's a, <laughs> what? That's a Excuse detail. me? <laughs> these, these men of letters, they really like to fucking party. Um, so they go down to their, to their like, police-grade firing range that they have there. Do and, you think um, that the men of letters ever use this for fireball practice? Because that's what, in my head, this, that's what this is oh, for. Huh, yeah. It's for casting yeah. fireballs and making sure that, you know, you, you hit it in the spot. Right, you don't want to. You don't want to um, get that AOE damage on your tank. You know, no, not absolutely. Yeah, there's there's three men of three men of letters sit, standing yeah. around a target. It's like, okay, you have to hit the target. This is like uh, X Men First Class when they're trying to make Havoc do his shit like but, but real good. <laughs> it's the same exact situation. But now they're just going to shoot. I like that. So Dean's like, all right, we're going to shoot this target, and if you can hit that target, then you're good. I like that. Say or that Dean, he doesn't go like full cool guy who like and unload the clip. Like, he fires the gun twice, and he hits mm-hmm. both his targets. He'd be like, look, all right, normal. Puts the gun down. All right, Sam, now you give it a try. Sam gets into, like, dramatic, like, full-body arm stretch stance <laughs> that he always does with the gun. I'm like, Sam, you you, don't, you have the wingspan of a fucking pterodactyl. Bring it in a little bit, homie. You're practically you're touching him with the gun at that point. You just kick him from that range. Um, this, um, but- as, as somebody with just the tiniest bit of knowledge of how you how – you- shoot a gun this this shit irritates the hell out of me like they're not practicing safe gun safe gun handling oh no what's what's waving their guns at each other it's a whole thing there's no there's no um ear protection sam doesn't have his elbows loose his shoulders are all messed up he doesn't have a leg in front of it it's just all over the place who trained them how to shoot a gun john winchester john fucking winchester (laughs) what are you doing john you're terrible at this yeah they're Uh, formed i mean they it's it's like when you see somebody who has like neat handwriting but they hold a pencil like a psychopath you know like i mean you're Absolutely. You're getting the job done, but like that can't be good for your hands. <laughs> Please stop. You got to relearn this, but this is going to be terrible for you in the future. Sam uh, tries to switch to the two-handed stance, but it doesn't even fucking matter. He can't hit the target. So he's out. He's he's out. He's bitched. Every uh, time he pulls the trigger, he goes, yeah, yeah. 
Dean's like, dude, that doesn't, that doesn't help. It doesn't work on that. You could hear a thump from below because every time he pulls the trigger, his leg just, you know, like it's like yeah. it was hit by a hammer at the doctor's office. Just, just <laughs> uh, so they go back to the laptop where Sam has gotten an email from Charlie. Everyone remembers Charlie, played by the lovable mm-hmm. Felicia Day. Uh, Charlie says there she's in the neighborhood and she's found a case. And uh, the question is, how does she know where we are? And of course, she's tracked her cell phone signal. But there's a dead zone around the bunker. And Dean's very happy about this because they can safely make calls inside the bunker, which you wouldn't even think they'd be able to get service down there because it's a concrete <laughs> they, got, the they got great Wi-Fi in the fucking they bunker. Great, they got okay, fiber in the bunker. That. Let's talk about that. We haven't discussed Wi-Fi. They immediately have their laptops going. The Men of Letters was, what, what, 1950, 1960? Like, they didn't have Wi-Fi, but this no place Wi-Fi. is just, like, rigged. Yeah. I mean, assumingly, they just got fiber installed and got a router Yeah, there. they called yeah. the guy from fucking Verizon or whatever. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh... <laughs> Super helpful dude. Came down, figured it out. I'm not real sure why you just cut me with a knife and sprayed me with water, but can I come in and install this Wi-Fi now? Is that okay? Is that something that you guys are going to allow me? That guy's me? just practicing kicks in the background, but yeah, I mean. If y'all had told me that this was going to be a lot of concrete, I would have brought a 5 gigahertz router. This is not going to really work for you guys. You're not going to get down y'all to the Come to my house. <laughs> this ain't a house. This is not a house. Look, I brought a Linksys router. Okay, this is not going to be. You're not going to be able to use Wi-Fi in the fired range until you get at least like a like a Netgear. Okay, you Listen, got. To go I got up. other appointments today. This is going to be a whole <laughs> I thing. I got shit. I got it. There's 13 foot concrete walls. I got to get a wire through. What are you doing? <laughs> Are y'all holding guns? <laughs> why, why is that dude kicking in the background? I keep mentioning it. Nobody <laughs> says anything. <laughs> uh, so they go and meet with Charlie. Uh, Charlie immediately recognizes. She this. installs the Wi-Fi. Charlie, you know that would that would have been absolutely okay if she had if she had walked in and been like, "Hey, I upgraded all you guys' network security. Everything's dope now." Yeah. What? Uh, Charlie immediately recognizes that there's something seriously wrong with Sam. Uh, but instead of really getting into that, they take her into the bunker and explain all of this mental letters stuff. Yeah. Um, she says she's in the area for a convention, and Sam is like, mm, "A convention in the middle of the week? I don't think so." Yeah. yeah! <laughs> Uh, name five conventions, Charlie. If you're that, Charlie. if you're that into them, huh. if you're so, if you're so hip, name their first three albums. Uh, I do like that Charlie confirms that they're still going to come back to their uh, LARPing mid mid year jubilee, and <laughs> Dean's like, yeah. wouldn't miss it for the world. Yeah. Like, Dean, you have shit to do with your life. What do you? I, I know that everybody needs to some stress relief every once in a while, and everybody gets entitled to do whatever they want to do for that. I don't care, but Dean, you have some important things happening. <laughs> what do you, you know? Why are you we're never going to get to see that that uh, LARP reunion, but I do hope that it happens. I do too, for Dean's sake, if nobody else's. I hope yeah. it. I hope that actually yeah. happened um so she's found a case where some dude's internal organs were liquefied and mm-hmm. uh ever since they she's met the winchesters she's kind of started obsessing over this monster stuff so she's been like researching it a lot so she has all kinds of crazy stuff and uh she also says she found the supernatural books by one uh carver edmund incredible edmund carver, <laughs> incredible. carver i don't know edmund. why like i forgot that that was a a thing that charlie was gonna reveal yeah um and we haven't heard about the books in so long and it's just like i that that stuff was always really like almost too meta but it was so much fun just the boys being like fuck everybody's reading our shit um and just to find out that like they're good close friend charlie (laughs) it's like holy shit boys 
we did uh we did talk about it but in the then segment in the little preview of this episode uh they would go back to when dean found it and he's like there's everything in here the racist truck me having sex so yeah charlie yeah, is reading yeah. everything the nipple play all of the nipple play uh she looks at sam is like man this is a this is some real meta madness sorry you have zero luck with the ladies yeah <laughs> sorry you nut blood <laughs> yeah. i nut blood yeah <laughs> I uh, I just what love this so much. It's such a it's such a shortcut to somebody learning everything they need to know about the Winchesters mm-hmm. and just being in the know all of a sudden. And like really like the dirtiest dirt. Oh yeah. Oh man. Like you think you think that the nipple play lasted long in, in video form? That was a, that was George R. R. Martin probably would have stretched that over like fifteen oh, yeah. pages. Oh yeah. And man, like just to think. Well, she, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me back it up for a second. Because she says that they saved the world or stopped the apocalypse or whatever. And Dean's like, shrugs, like, whatever. That was like three seasons ago. <laughs> Just another day. Um, but I thought that the books only went up to the end of season three when Dean goes to hell. And I know that he, like, announced he was going to write more books. But I never thought that they got released. Not that the, the canon of Carver Edlund's writing career matters, but sure. I'm, just, uh, I'm just curious. Well, she, mentioned, she makes a point because Sam says we have to go track down those books and burn them. And she says, oh, they're all on the internet now. So I'm just They're on the he, web now, Sam. Ever heard of it? Uh, I'm assuming that Carver is writing that stuff and just putting it out there. Or uh, what's her name? Um, Becky, the super fan, stole oh, yeah, them Becky off probably his hard took drive over. and just uploaded yeah. them to itself publicly them on Amazon and just collecting royalties for. Yeah, yeah. Is Becky dead? What happened to Becky after all of the love potion number nine shit? I, I don't even remember. I don't think she died. I think they just they shamed just, her. They shamed her off the show. Good deal. Yeah. Okay. Sam was like, you see these kicks? <laughs> Never again, Becky. <laughs> Get a good look while you can. Drink it in. Because after this, yeah, I'm gone. So from this point, Dean uh, decides he's going to go investigate this case. Sam is like, I'm going to go with you. And he stands up and mm-hmm. basically falls down to the ground in a pool of his own nut blood. Uh, Charlie is like, no, hey, I'll, I'll come with you. I want to go do this. And uh, we go into a dress montage. It's that same song that last time we had a, a Charlie. We can't, wait, we, we, we can't, whoa, we can't whoa. skip that they, they go down to the, the gun range again. Oh, yeah, and Dean's yeah, like, did, all right, yeah. if you could do this. And she fucking nails it. Like yeah. five headshots, five head- even better than Dean did when he when he did yeah. this in front of Dean, when it's in front of Sam. So good job, Charlie. Uh, and then yeah, we go back to a, a walking on sunshine montage, just like we saw when we were introduced to Charlie way back mm-hmm, when. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just her, it's just Felicia Day putting on a bunch of different outfits, and and Dean being increasingly uh, annoyed with it. <laughs> and eventually, he just it's, leans yeah. up and turns off the phone that's apparently been playing <laughs> "Walking on Sunshine," yeah, and she's yeah, like, yeah. "Ah, montage." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So then what they just go from their montage. Now she's got her pantsuit go yeah. from the montage to talking about the trials. Um, and this is I, I just for all the cast fans out there when when Charlie's like, well, what about Castiel? He seems helpful and dreamy. <laughs> I love we talked about this during the LARPing episode. I absolutely adore Dean and Charlie's relationship because why, just picture this and imagine if in season one that you would ever expect Dean to be doing something like this. He's sitting down in a ladies clothing store watching one of his friends try on outfits and listening to Casey and the Sunshine Band and mm-hmm. confessing his problems to the, mm-hmm. to his friend. That's not a Dean Winchester booth that we've season that one Dean Winchester 
could not be in the presence of a woman without trying to flirt with her. It was just not possible. Season one, Dean Winchester couldn't spell Casey in the Sunshine Band. No, <laughs> like, no, no, you know what I'm saying? No, like yeah. this dude would have. Like, he has come so far in his life, and I love that Charlie is just right there for him and just accepts all the crazy shit. Like she, she's the only person he can really talk to about this that, because she's separated from Sam and from Castiel in, in a real significant way. Yeah, she's she's in the know enough for him to kind of like you know she knows all parties involved. But she's not involved, so it makes it easier. So uh, they they discuss some stuff. Dean, for some reason, uses Charlie's phone to call and check on Sam. Uh, that's going to come up later, but so I wanted to mention it here. And then they go to interview the coroner so they can get access to the, the victim's body. And for the first time in, I think this is 169 episodes, Chris. This is, 100, <laughs> this is episode 169. Uh, the, the coroner just shuts him down and was like, hey, you might, be, you might have badges, but I'm going to need to see a paperwork trail. I'm going to need to see some fucking paperwork. I'm going to need to see some goddamn paperwork, you weirdos. <laughs> you and Dean is weirdos. just like, what? But uh, uh, F, uh, FBI? <laughs> Oh, there was a there's a real neat callback here where when Charlie walks in, she uh, flashes her FBI badge and it's upside down, just like Castiel's was oh, when yeah. he tried this, oh, which yeah. I thought was was really good. Appreciate it's that. Sweet. It's it's sweet. Um, so they decide to to come back later. They're gonna they're gonna break into this place, and uh, Charlie yeah. says, <laughs> <Plan Hey, B. laughs> "The last time I broke into some place with you guys, I broke my arm and almost got eaten by monsters. Like I don't yeah. really want to do this." Um, I think it's from there that we cut to. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy. A couple of gamers. These are some hardcore gamers, Chris. When is the last time you and your boy just took a walk down the, beside the highway, just playing your PSPs, man? Just comparing, just comparing some levels. Just comparing stats and high scores or whatever uh, us gamers talk about. Just talking some gamer trash. You know what just I'm saying? Just talking some gamer trash because you know if if Charlie's involved, you know she's a gamer and she has feet, so. There's going to be some other gamers around. Chris, don't even tell me your XP right now because I know it will shame me and my family. <laughs> don't even tell me your XP right now. <laughs> so these gamers are, are chatting about their XP when they don't die because they're gamers and gamers never die. Gamers but, never uh, die. They, they, they live just a thousand level lives, Chris. Whatever. They live a thousand lives. <laughs> yeah. All white guys. Um <laughs> And all cruft bearded white dudes, yeah, and Laura Croft. That's, and that's Lara our Croft. choices. Yeah, hey, this one chick, bro. This one chick in there. She's yeah, hot. Yeah. You can look down and see her boobs. It look like triangles, man. Come on, it's a woman. Um, so they they don't get they don't get what's coming to all gamers. They actually find a, a dead body yes. who is his insides are liquefied, but it ain't like a clean it ain't a clean job. Like they see this thing, he's got this really descended, swollen stomach and one of the gamers pokes it with his gamer stick and the stomach like explodes and it, and it showers them and gamer viscera and then they let out their 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 patented gamer yell ah uh, it's uh very gamer like and I, I really appreciate all of the you know i like it when supernatural gives a little head nod to their biggest fan base us the gamers, gamers. <laughs> Just you know what jeremy I'm saying? and chris <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy and Chris. And like the 15 people in our Discord who listen to the show who also are really into games and then like nobody else who listens to the show who's like, well, we tolerate you guys talking about it. And the other, and the other 45 people that are, that are like, I, I finally understand what RDR2 is. That happened in our yeah. Discord today. Shout outs to Heather. She was like, I finally figured out what that means. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we really need to, we need to get our act together. Let's talk about Supernatural. Sam's muscles. What do you think? Sure. Yeah. Ooh, that tattoo. Right? Mm. Mm. 
so the cops show up. So does Dean and Charlie. And uh, <clears throat> Dean says, hey, Charlie, you got to go do this one on your own. Like, you, you're, he's hey, really trying to, I just want to like, say, nothing quite like that Impala growling up oh, to a man, crime a scene to really get you going. I wonder how much of that is actual Impala noise or how much of that is kind of fabricated in, in a sound design room. Because that sounds, like, to me, when I when I hear, like, a good rumble of, like, that classic American steel with the... With you know that with that with that mm-hmm. exhaust system that's probably just spewing all kinds of carbon carbon in the air. I just oh, yeah. I get kind of excited. Like I was raised on that shit. Like I had an old mm-hmm. plastic truck when I was when I was a teenager. I, I love that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I wonder if that's like them recording the Impala, which seems like it'd be a lot of work and effort versus creating that noise. Yeah, I know that the door squeak. I'm pretty sure that is fake. Maybe somebody could correct me on that. I bet somebody in our, in our Discord could probably tell us if the Impala sounds are real or not. But there is something like, I feel like I never celebrate being an American, but there is something uniquely just like, <laughs> you can see it going, something red-blooded about that grumble. It really gets you. It really gets you, man. Like, it's exciting. You just want to get into that car and, and just, yeah. just drive it. Um so they pull up. Dean has really given her the the full training session, which is kind of unusual. Like we've we, normally when someone's tagging along with Dean, it's it's not quite this. Like it's it's almost like a all right, dude, come on, you know, just follow my lead or whatever. But he's mm-hmm. really putting her in the forefront. He's like, you have to go talk to people. You go do this because he respects Charlie. Ex- exactly right. He has no respect for anybody else. It's just Sam. Dean has very little respect for for newbies. I think for people in general, Dean has a level of respect. But then when it comes to like working with them or being around them that's when everything changes where he's like yeah. you're not good enough and i don't want to deal with your mistakes um but with charlie she's already proven herself more than once um of being capable plus he just likes her you know and it's it would be really weird if dean was treating her in a way that the audience like didn't want i guess because mm-hmm. i think the audience probably naturally i mean just speaking for everyone we all really like charlie so it would be weird if dean was mean to her I know that there's some people out there that um, sort of don't like Felicia Day's, uh, for lack of a better word, gimmick, because she is mm-hmm. very much the the video game nerd girl that's been so stereotyped and, and so many different things. But I used to follow that chick on Twitter for a long time until I started finally dialing down my Twitter follows. And uh, she seems so enthusiastic about everything she does. Like, this seems like what she wants to do. Oh, yeah. So, I always thought that she seemed pretty genuine. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm 100 percent into Charlie. Like I, I love this chick. I love the like, again going back to her relationship with Dean is some of my favorite shit in the show. So, um, but they get there, they go to interview some. They go to ask to like get permission to go on the scene, and they're like, "Don't worry about it. We your, your other your other partner is here." And then lo and behold, Sam has shown up. Mm-hmm. Um, and says Sam says that he needs to be out here and that he needs to play through the pain, as Dean would say. And Dean has the great line of. Come on, don't quote me to me. <laughs> <laughs> they also tell Charlie to uh, go interview the the witnesses, and she's like, but I don't want to miss the bromant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that now that she's read the books, she's like kind of a fan. <laughs> when when she's with them one-on-one, like individually, she treats them no different than she did before, but when they're together, it's a different, they're a unit now, and it's, she's got a different kind of kind of thing to look out for. Uh, Dean and um, Sam can continue to argue, and... Um, eventually dean gets kind of fed up with all of this and he's like i'm just leaving and so he stalks off and uh gets in the car and charlie says something to sam like does this mean we don't have to break into the coroner's office anymore and sam looks at her and says this is a good idea yeah. <laughs> and then like this. you know we, we hear the we hear the impala like grumbling away uh and sam says um come on i stole your car i think i know where he's going <laughs> 
And then he just like walks off and Charlie's like, wait, you stole my car? And then they just go off. Of course he does. Of course, that, yeah. He steals every car that he finds. Uh, I think Sam has stolen a lot more cars than Deed in the history of Supernatural. I guess it's like, like I, physically Because Deed's seen. like always in the Impala. Like, yeah, Deed is true. just like doing his thing. And when he steals a car, he sticks with that car for a while. Like when Sam was on the run on his demon blood thing, he was like, he stole like eight different cars on his way there. And he's just constantly like, yeah, well, I got to go catch up to Dean. So, uh, sorry, hotel clerk. You know, <laughs> You're you know shit what, out of luck. <laughs> you know what that is, though? It's because when Sam runs away, he knows he has to change cars because he knows Dean's going to follow. And and the the series has proven that when Dean runs away, Sam does give not gives no fucks Sam, whether or not he's yeah. not going to go follow him. He's Sam not going to follow him to dojo. Good to follow him to hell. He's not going to go no. try to do anything. No. Sam is at the dojo practicing Sam his kicks. Dojo, yeah. I like you know I like to think that maybe Dean <laughs> isn't really fully aware of Big Kick Sam. Um, or or I, I, we'll workshop it later. <laughs> Oh no! It's it's like one of those things where, um, like, if your friend has superpowers, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he's yeah. he's slightly telekinetic, so you just notice weird stuff happening around them, like that. that oh, yeah. you knocked a cup over, and you shouldn't have been able to grab that. But you know, I, right? I didn't and see and you Dean use your is the one who came but, up with right. Dean came up with big kick Sam because he saw him throw up a big kick once, and Sam kind of like really took that on. But he's been too afraid to let that full. It was it was only when he was in the purgatory that he was it was truly free, shirt oh. off, bandana on, just kicking his way through monsters. Wait, wait, um, wait. Which so which came first, Chris? This is a chicken and egg situation. Did big kick Sam d- exist before Dean called him big kick Sam? Did he did in he a way grow into the name, or did the name the grow spe- into the into spirit Sam? of a thing? exists outside of a thing you know where Mm -hmm. he he didn't know what it was yet it was like spider-man before he put the costume on you know or maybe that's a bad example but you know that that desire to do good is there that desire to kick is there uh and the ability is there as well but it just hadn't really it just hadn't come together yet you know you gotta put in you gotta coalesce to combine with the with the human flesh to to bring it to that next level that only big kick sam can achieve you got a little, a little gin and a little tonic, and then you got Big Kick Sam. You how many, put them both in the glass. How many people are hitting that 15-second skip button on their iPhone right now? All of them. Get past all of them. All this conversation. All of them. <laughs> so they head to the coroner's office. Uh, they beat Dean there because Dean had to stop for gas. Of course he did. Uh, uh, whole, and, and Sam was just really awkward in the car the whole way, so I feel like he really sped to get there because he's like, I can't have a one-on-one conversation with any woman. She might die. Well, it's, it's really awkward because he knows that Dean will put up with this bean farm. But Charlie's a whole new area, like yeah. a whole Plus new. Like, in her car, she's and like, it's in is her this car. Dude serious? Yeah. Stop rolling down the window. It's cold outside. He's like, "You're gonna like this better, hon." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they hear a car coming in before they have a chance to do anything, and it's it's the coroner, the the lady from earlier, whose name is Jennifer, by the way. Uh, and Charlie says, "Oh, I, I'll handle this. You guys take check out the body." So while she's, Sam, she's good in a pinch, she works. She is, you know, yeah. when they need her. She decides to distract the coroner by asking for the form that the coroner asked them for and saying that the, oh, the FBI precinct office uh, had a power outage, so I don't have copies of the forms, which I think is very good. Yeah, okay, Charlie. Good one. Um, So that's that's just her little, like, you know, distraction ploy. Um, And then she starts very quickly asking about power suits and fashion advice for a working woman extremely good like i feel like this is actually uh 
because you know my wife is uh, she's in outside sales and um, she has to wear she has to dress up for this stuff and it's always a challenge trying to figure out as a woman like what level of clothing you need to you need to be at and so like it's it's when she goes somewhere she's like I, I, I just don't know like I'm gonna bring like three of each thing so that I have <laughs> stuff there so I can figure out what because who knows how anybody else is going to dress at this thing right uh, so I actually kind of appreciate it. this feels like a little bit of realism before Charlie saying like <laughs> what like it's a, I, I'm new at this like what what do I wear like where do you get your stuff is it do you go to Kohl's do you go to Target where are you going <laughs> yeah the best lies are born of the truth you know and that's mm-hmm. what this is but um so meanwhile the boys are looking for the body but they can't find it all the bodies are gone and they realize that they've all been like cremated already yes. um which is kind of serious um these people are, are like are not fucking around um specifically there was a signed order by the cdc saying yeah. that they, they should be cremated and, and medina's like man these people really got their shit together like what right. <laughs> this is really organized they asked me to fill out a form earlier sam would you believe that <laughs> a form sam's like what i tried <laughs> that to, never happens i tried to put the i put the dean charm on her and she ignored it it was amazing ignored the whole thing i've never had this um, happen to me before it's the first time for everything dean <laughs> So, Sam, this has the greatest line of the episode here, where he says, <laughs> you know, this. something one of those gamers told us earlier sounded familiar. Um, and he says, let me see if I can just, here we go. Um, something that kid saw sounds familiar. Probably have to check the lore or dad's journal. Just the general just the lore. lore. Capital the L lore. lore. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely capital L. I put capital L in my notes, by the way, <laughs> like when I oh, was yeah. writing this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What lore are you checking? Are you going to go to the local church? Like, what it's are you doing? Just such a Sam Winchester throwaway line. Check of, the yep, got to check the lore. What and then the mean? audience goes, "Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah, yeah. uh huh, uh huh, yeah." That's that's what I would do too, Sam. Don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, that's it. Okay, all right. Or Dad's uh, journal, sure. Eventually, the coroner breaks away from uh, Charlie and goes to investigate. You know, he's about to walk into the morgue. Charlie's kind of stalking her, asking her more questions, and the situation's kind of crumbling. But when they get there, they, Sam and Dean are already gone. It's no big deal. So yeah. we just we just zip right on back to the bunker. Uh, Sam and Charlie and Dean are ruling out the different monsters this could be. Charlie has this iPad looking device with pictures of monsters on it, including like dragons and all of this other yeah. various, you know, supernatural enemies. And she's basically crossing them out one by one based on the symptoms of all of the victims, which I think is really good. Uh, I like that they they throw out some more unique ones here. Well, they say, you know, could it be Leviathans? Could it be dragons? Um, I like that because yeah. it's always kind of like, well, is it a vengeful spirit or the vampire? Like, no, let's go for some of the deep cuts. And then they, uh, and then of course, as as Charlie is marking them off, Sam's getting kind of frustrated. She's like, and he's like, I hate that thing, but I kind of want one. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. and then Dean pipes up. He's got it figured out from Daddy's diary that uh, it's a bastardized version of the Jin that, that do this that have these that has have these motive not motives. What am I looking for? That have these. Um, traits these commonalities mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. with their victims and she says charlie looks at him and says i hate that thing i want one it's like yes yeah. no, no, believe me you do not want the baggage that comes with daddy's diary yeah. promise there's, you there's a lot of info in here but there is a lot of emotional baggage i am legally it. required to read this and cry ever, before i can go to sleep that's why i only get four hours of sleep a night okay i this is a bad thing to own you don't want it just take your ipad charlie it's it's better that way absolutely uh charlie having this information that they're looking for jen is like oh hey i'm gonna go uh get some food and i'll bring back some pie i'm gonna pack all my stuff up <laughs> unlike and you sam i'll yeah. remember the pie <laughs> i love the diss on sam for getting you the pie piece it's of really good. shit 
What the fuck is wrong with you, Sam Winchester, for getting damn. the pie? <laughs> damn. God damn. Uh, of course, the boys think this is a little weird and th- kind of feel like she's been acting weird since the beginning. Uh, so they. Sam's like, I concerned. checked. There is no convention in the area. Thank you. Thank you, Red Pill Sam. I <laughs> really appreciate you. <laughs> get off of Reddit and get back into the hunting gig, please. <laughs> Uh, we haven't really talked about Sam's condition in a while, uh, so I, I want, just want to bring it up here because, like, throughout this episode, he's looking kind of worse and worse and worse. He has yeah. kind of bloodshot eyes. He's 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 not as as quick as he as he used to be. His kicks are maybe like four to seven inches lower than they usually mm-hmm. are, which I, I feel like is a big symptom of the. That's of a the lot. Trials. For him. Yeah, that's you know you don't drop four to six inches in a kick without something internally without an internal struggle happening. Yeah. And it's been more than one day now, so you know he's not just hungover. Yeah. Uh, we go over to Charlie's apartment, or Charlie's hotel room, where she has a, a stack of fake IDs. She's siphoning money out of various accounts. Um, she kind of acted a little shady, Chris. She's acting a little bit shady. Um, I mean, we're rolling up on our 100th Jason Bourne reference in this episode, so... <laughs> we're getting close i think i think dean literally says it and i was like come on why is it what is it with me and this show who keeps bringing up jason Bourne? <laughs> we're gonna have to do a jason Bourne cast that couldn't take very long right it's not that many movies i mean and every movie has to be the same right he, he either he okay. or somebody else has forgotten every something. movie's the same okay jeremy show us how much you know about jason Bourne. i mean like again i, I asked you I this last episode and you couldn't do it name five things about jason Bourne. i don't know five <laughs> things about him he's a mystery that's his whole thing nobody knows anything about him <laughs> I'm just saying, every movie is either him forgetting something, him having forgotten something, or his girlfriend forgetting something, or his girlfriend having forgotten something, and that's the movie. That's it. That's that's every single but Jason Bourne movie. Um. So this scene ends. Uh. Well, we see her being kind of shady. We don't really know what she's up to. Yeah. Um. She's transferring money. Um. And then she goes and she checks the door, and there's no one there. But then when she turns around in this apartment of hers, the coroner from earlier is there, and wouldn't you know it, she's a gin. She's all ginned up. <laughs> Um, so, you know, fade to black. We don't know what's going to happen there. Yep. But, uh, obviously this gin is now onto them because they came asking questions. Um, Sam calls Charlie. She doesn't answer. Um, Dean looks over, catches him nutting blood in the passenger seat and they're like, oh shit. Um, that's just, but it's that's okay. Just blood noise. <laughs> they, uh, this is where they're like, yeah, Charlie has been lying to us. We don't really know about what or why, but she's not telling us the truth. Good thing hack expert Dean Winchester turned on the GPS on her phone and they track her back to uh, this apartment that she was in. Yes. Uh, only thing is with that when they get there, it's a fucking wreck. Except for the pristine Xbox 360 on the shelf. I don't know if you caught that. She brought her own Xbox 360 to this hotel. Room, Chris. <laughs> really, really, sense. really appreciated that. that. Makes sense. But yeah, um, they find like all of her passports and mm-hmm. her. She has like a gun and shit. Uh, and then this is where Dean makes the, the Jason Bourne reference. But uh, yeah, they're like, holy shit, who is Charlie? Yeah, what is what is happening here? Uh, but they find out all of this money that she was siphoning out of these accounts was going to a, uh, to take care of one specific hospital patient that's nearby. Dean decides to go check that out while Sam practices his kicks. Sam doesn't have anything to do in this whatsoever. So, uh, but Dean goes and finds out that it's a, uh, this patient that's that all of, that she was sending money to, uh, his name Gertrude. She's been in a coma for 16 years 
uh, this this very nice and extremely well informed nurse. I've never seen a yeah. nurse this well informed. Yeah, seriously, like don't they have to change shifts like every eight hours? Or something? <laughs> yeah. Have you been here for sixteen years? You look yeah, like you're twenty five. Yeah. Um. So Gertrude and her husband were struck by a drunk driver. the The dad died instantly, but Gertrude has been in a coma ever since. Uh, they left a daughter behind. He would have been about twelve years old, but they've uh, nobody's really ever seen her, and. Uh, except for a couple of nervous nurses who think they saw somebody reading to her uh which makes this the, the literally the worst secure hospital like can you imagine yeah. letting someone just come into a coma patient's room and just mess around with no no no, no supervision they think they've seen her yeah they i mean because it'd be one thing if it was like oh that's her daughter she's here all the time you don't have to worry about it but like there is this vague red-headed woman who keeps coming in and nobody's doing anything to to find out what she's up to in there Nobody officially signs in because, you know, you could just sign in and say you're here to see anybody. We just let you have the free run of the hospital. We don't really care. Like, once you get past the front door, it's not my business. I'm just here to change <laughs> change pots, chamber pots or whatever the fuck you call them. Yeah, yeah. Commodes. Not chamber pots. What do we call those things? Commodes, bedpans. Bedpans uh, is what I was going for. I've done it all. Uh, well. So many stories just came to my lips, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. Let's keep talking about supernatural. Let's get back on the on the horse. Um, so Sam has been doing some research and found out that this coroner Jennifer has kind of been in on this all along. I don't know how he finds out this information. I'm assuming high kicks, maybe some low kicks, some sort of mm-hmm. kicks that allowed him to hack into this and find out like the CDC report completely fake. Uh, she's been basically eating people. And then feeding them into the morgue to get burnt so that there's no trace of the body. So hunters don't come calling. And uh, it's a little weird that they that she's basically started doing this badly all of a sudden. That she's now leaving a trail behind. Yeah, because she's been up to this for a very long time and no one ever caught on. So the fact that, or no hunters ever caught on. Because um, she seems like she moved around a lot. Um, but... Yeah, suddenly she's getting kind of sloppy, and that seems a little strange. Sam's hunter senses are tingling. At this point in the episode, did you think that you were just going to be watching this for the rest of your life? <laughs> I feel like this episode is so actually—it's so packed to the gills with stuff happening, with fucking plot, that I looked up and there was like 20 minutes left. I couldn't believe this it. This is the exact moment. I think I, I paused it to go do something. And I was like, holy shit, there's 20 minutes left in this episode. <laughs> They've been investigating this whole time. Like, this seems like the part where they go and they kill they the They go kill the, the monster. Gym. Yeah, we're done. We got to get... But then I know. was like, oh, wait, the cold open. Yeah. Oh, it I didn't happen yet. I had completely forgotten about the cold open, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> when we go back to it in like 27 hours, I was like, oh, yeah. I it's almost like this. a false setup. Like, that's really not the episode. It's just like this one fun thing that they do. Um, so they find out, they do some research. They find out that Jennifer owns two pieces of property, um, that they could conceivably bring Charlie back to. One is a two bedroom apartment in a nice area of town. The second, an abandoned shipping warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's gotta be that one. It's gotta fucking be that one. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely go in there first. And, uh, they arrive. Dean sees Charlie, uh, tied to the chair. Uh, he rushes over to help. Sam is kind of, you know, on the lookout for stuff. And uh, Jen, the Jen, Jennifer, sneaks up behind him. Jennifer, the Jen, Jen, Jennifer, yeah, yeah. Uh, sneaks up behind him and kind of knocks him down. And he's kind of frozen. I guess his 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 hunter abilities are a little weakened from the trial. So he doesn't really spring back up. There's no kicks whatsoever. I was very disappointed. Um, wow. He's just kind of frozen in fear. It's a goddamn shame. And uh, luckily, Dean sneaks up behind her and stabs her and kills her. 
Yeah. That's the the classic supernatural kill. Stab from behind. Yep. One and done. Um, we actually skipped past something. Uh, the the Jed woke Charlie up at some point and was basically telling her like, "Oh yeah, you're. I can smell the fear on you. Fear makes your blood taste good. We love fear. Uh, you're going to be a so, meal f- fit for two. Uh, which that's is different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different than the usual gins, right? Am I or am I wrong? Because I know that they talk about this is like kind of a different kind, but the one that captured Dean back in the day made him see his like blissful fantasies, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it that fed was on, like fed on like the joy. Of yeah, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of creepier, but um, this works. Yeah, too. both are bad. Let's just get yeah. that out of the way. Both yeah. are both are bad. I think Jins are are a cool monster for Supernatural, and it obviously lets them do fun stuff like this. Um, although that that Dean episode, that I mean, that's a heavy hitter right there. We all know that. Oh yeah, that's a good one. So, uh, Dean kills the Jin. Uh, they they stick Charlie with the uh, the antidote the mm-hmm. antidote if you will yeah that's uh, what, but yeah I, I will I will you will you're, you're gonna go with me on that journey <laughs> uh, so they they stick her with the antidote and uh, but it doesn't work and Sam says well maybe it's a different kind of gin so it's a different kind of antidote and they immediately they go back and forth like real quick thinking hunter talk here and they just f- decide that oh we can we still have that spell that creates a juice that lets people get into someone's gin dreams so African dream root that they say at the exact same time African <laughs> dream root uh, like fucking Bill and Ted yeah <laughs> that's some that's some hunter stuff right there <laughs> that's some serious hunter stuff uh, so they make Dean they don't make it Dean volunteers to drink the the dream root and to go into Charlie's dreams this is oh yeah this is where we, we get into um, this is where we get into cod blobs cod blobs zombies um, oh real quick Dean after he drinks the, the 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 dream read he's like sam you're gonna i gotta go to sleep fast you're gonna have to knock me out i know you don't want to oh me, yeah but smack <laughs> like, <laughs> but the first punch doesn't do it he's like really dude <laughs> you must be so losing your to, touch smack <laughs> sam has to uh to really wind up and hit him with that kick across the face could you imagine um, if after all those jokes we made if this episode same kicked in oh god dude I'm waiting. This podcast like, would be over. The first time that it happens after this, because we're going to be talking about Big Kick Sam for at least until we forget about it, which is probably going to be like next week or something. Yeah, so. Our jokes, they dry up fast. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a lot of longevity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so Dean's passed out. He wakes up and we go back to the cold open. It's 1951. Uh, we go right back to where we were at the end of the cold open, which was Dean trying to open the elevator while something was stalking him. This time mm-hmm. we see it's some weird zombies trying to... She says vampires at some point but they seem just like zombies to me but uh the elevator doors open and in walks uh charlie dressed like quiet from metagor solid five yeah i was like is she big boss like who <laughs> like what what action movie character is she right now because she had yeah. the eye patch and the bandolier like is this a she's Rambo not that far thing? away from big kids yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um she's very much an 80s action movie star she's got a strap full of shotgun shell she's got a sawed off shotgun she starts blowing everybody away uh she says she she's basically uh she tells dean come with me if you want to live yeah and she explains like this isn't this isn't a dream this is a reoccurring nightmare and uh the the premise of this is really weird so when she was 12 years old she downloaded this game and she reverse engineered it to uh include her quote flaming flaming liberal liberal politics (laughs) politics and then she uh, released the reverse engineered version for free on the internet and then the video game police came and arrested her at 12 years old yeah i mean i guess that's a crime (laughs) But yeah, I mean, she was I, arrested. Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, like, 
nobody arrested Neo in the Matrix. You know what I'm saying? He was doing some criminal shit. They fucking tried, bro. I Couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, just thinking like who would be. I guess Dean would be Charlie's Morpheus in this situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you either take the silver bullet and go back to a normal life, or you drink this dream root and you see how yeah. deep the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is where we get like you know the other shoe drops where. Um, Dean is like, yeah, we killed the Jin. Time to wake up. Let's go. And then Charlie goes, wait, you killed both of them, right? And Whoops. Dean's like, ruh <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, uh, And then Sam. some other kid sh- shows up, yeah, and he, and he sees Sam, and he's like, you're not my mom! Um, no, he says he killed my mom. <laughs> this isn't some other kid. This is this is one of our gamers. Oh, no. Yeah, this is the taller this gamer. A, this is this the was stick one gamer. of the gamers? This is the, the poking with the stick gamer. Oh my god! I don't know why he was just running around playing video games and like bringing his friends to a dead body. I guess because he's a gamer and he's trying to get that cool gamer cred. But wow, who knows? I had no idea. I had no idea. I, I mean, it, I think it is. Like someone correct me if, I, or actually, don't correct me if I'm wrong. But somebody yeah, like let no, me no. know if I'm wrong. But it looks exactly like the kid. I mean, yeah, they all look kind of like just like young gamers to me. So I'll, I'll believe it. I'll believe it. No, yeah, nobody correct us. I believe it now. <laughs> uh, Charlie says that. She's so they're playing through this video game, um, and they're she's thinking that if they they have to win, um, or no, Dean says like, oh, we have to go through and win this, and she's like, no, 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 I've done this a thousand times. Every time I win, I get reset, except the zombies get super harder. So they're stuck in a time loop, and uh, they eventually run and barricade themselves into an office where Dean discovers Gertrude, her mom, in a hospital bed, and um, this is where this uh, this episode gets surprisingly emotional chris i've uh yeah you'd think like because they set it up as if it's going to be some big like uh 1950s zombie apocalypse simulator thing this whole episode which is 100 percent not and then as soon as we get into it it is very quickly like this very emotionally uh, heavy serious moment of oh shit charlie you need to confront something that you're not willing to deal with yeah this is this is really sad so she she explains um um well, I mean, this goes back and forth a little bit because we see Sam eventually kills the djinn. Sam is also in the hospital bed and, and her dream, which I guess is actually uh, Dean's nightmare. So I guess they're well, I think that that almost does lead into our main plot a little bit of, of how Dean feels about all this. Because mm-hmm. for once, Dean kind of is on the sideline while all this shit happens uh, with the God Trials. And I think that that is a, a big fear. You know, he only recently in season seven... Right. Yeah. And season seven saw Sam in the hospital, like when he was had Lucifer in his head and he was sick and couldn't sleep. And like they've been through this before. And now I think he sees the way that Sam is. And in this this dream in this manifested hospital, he's now seeing that same thing. Like it is a fear of his that no matter how much they argue, Dean is afraid of losing his brother one more time. Exactly. And uh, Charlie's fear, because she's trying to get, she's trying to resist Dean's argument here. She's like, no, this is the boss battle. We have to focus up. At one point she says, Dean's moment is actually really, really quick. He like, like looks behind a curtain and Sam is there and then he like closes it and that's it. Yeah. Um, Like Dean already knows he doesn't have to confront that. He already knows it's there. And he tries to explain to Charlie, like, this is about fear. You're not afraid of anything in this game. You're not afraid of these zombies. You're not afraid of me. You're afraid of losing your mom. And mm-hmm. Felicia, or excuse me, Charlie, breaks down in tears. And she's like, well, you know, I was I was staying at a friend's house and I got scared because I was young. And, I, you know, I was the one that called them to come pick me up. They should have never been on the road. And she's just so, she just lives in this so well. Like it's, and and, and again, I, I've talked before on the podcast about, um, 
um, I, I lost my mom kind of unexpectedly. So any kind of mm-hmm. mom shit is is a direct line to my heart. And, and uh, but this shit mm-hmm. got me kind of fucking emotional, Chris. Yeah, it's very sad. Again, it's such a realistic little story. It isn't like demons broke into her house and whatever. It's like no, like she was just a kid living a kid's life, and something horrible and tragic happened. So Dean says, "No, you have to. You have to let this go. You have to let her go." And you could tell that Charlie kind of does this because when she does, all the zombies disappear and her mom disappears. And uh, and we go back to the real world where Dean kind of wakes up uh, shortly after Charlie wakes up. Charlie is, again, in tears and crying. She, Dean says, I'm sorry. I, you know, she, she's gone. You know, I'm sorry that I had to do that. Charlie rushes over and gives her, gives him a big brother hug. Chris, I don't, I don't know if you had this feeling right now, but when Dean apologizes and he's like, "I'm sorry, I had to do this," you know, you had to let her go. I was like, "Did Dean pull the plug on Charlie's mom? <laughs> Is that what's?" I don't know. <laughs> and, and I don't know. Didn't. Maybe if he, but I mean, I like, think he he's just didn't. saying, "Like, I'm sorry." Like, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, totally. This, but this I, sucks. I had this moment of he was like, "Oh, I know what's going to fix Charlie," and it's me killing her mom <laughs> while she's in a coma. I was like, "God hey, damn, Dean!" Hey, oh, check no. it out, Charlie. I fixed it. I fixed your fear. I killed your mom. <laughs> no, no, he's just being. He's just being sweet big brother dean here sure um i I do love sam's face when this happens by the way i don't know if you if you caught this when she runs over to hug him and sam looks at him and is like what what is what what huh yeah what's happening (laughs) what what is going on i just think that's really good she knows she could get stung (laughs) (laughs) well i mean sam's pretty i mean dean's pretty safe from the from the stinging the women so i think that's true that's true um, so we're at the epilogue now, right? Which is like the day later when, when Charlie is, is getting ready to leave. Yes. And, um, um I liked how she thanks Sam for saving her and he's like, mm-hmm. Hey, you should, you should come back and check out our archives because you're totally a woman of letters. Yeah. You're totally an elite gamer, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Come back so we could compare gamer scores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many Chivos did you get today, Charlie? Cause I got 10. I got 10. All right. Well, I was flexing on you guys. Um, yeah, she God, I she bet offers Big some Sam rules at DDR. I just thought. Oh about yeah, it. oh yeah, that's this whole fucking thing. You know what I'm um, saying? Just just dancing around that bad boy. Yeah. He uh, or, or Charlie tells Sam that she knows he is gonna be okay. That he'll be able to survive the, the trials. And I'm like, that's really nice of you to say, Charlie. But y'all don't know that. Yeah, you don't know that shit. Uh, two down, one to go. He's looking pretty bad so far. Um. So they they give a big hug. Sam leaves because you know Sam can't be there for the, the brothers can't be there together for emotional moments with women mm-hmm. they have to they have to separate this out um Charlie says hey I'm gonna go to the hospital because I have to let go uh what about you are you gonna let go and uh Dean says oh I'm I'm never gonna let go and then she says well that's my boys and then uh she gets kind of a serious face and says uh, I love you to Dean and he says I know mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm calling this moment out because not only is it extremely sweet and funny and like a big brother and little sister kind of thing to do because Dean's too cool to say I love you but the uh Wikipedia has a helpful trivia article that says this is a Star Wars reference and yeah. and like I know it is a Star Wars reference but in the preview for the episode they showed Charlie doing this to somebody else in the LARPing episode like that's what this is a reference yeah. to yeah. <laughs> yeah Dean was standing right beside her with the- they need to dial it back with the fucking Star Wars references but it is a sweet moment it is it is a very nice moment <clears throat> um Dean kisses her head when they hug it's very sweet yeah. um love these two together so much yeah um oh man this shit so, so he says his goodbye to Charlie and it's very sweet 
Um, and then Dean goes back inside and I was like, oh shit, fam. Cause Dean goes back inside the bunker and Sam is like, listen, Dean, like, I know, like he's all defensive cause you know, he's all ragged and, and worn down, ready to like try and, and, and argue with Dean about whatever. And Dean just grabs him and gives him a bug, a big hug. And he says, um, what do, what do you say we find our profit? And it's just like, Sam doesn't even know what to do. Like, cause Dean is hugging him so hard. He kind of like claps him back on the back just like once because he doesn't it was so unexpected and even watching the show i've seen it a you know a million times but kind of didn't see that coming from dean and i was like damn i mean obviously it put things in perspective and seeing sam in his dream like that um put things in perspective a little bit but um well and seeing that you know charlie didn't right didn't have the opportunity to say goodbye to her mom yeah. and you know dean has that opportunity putting that into perspective and to relief for him and so, you know we, we shouldn't be arguing this is mm-hmm. that brother shit that i love chris this is this is yep. why i'm is here that for the shit? show is that good mm-hmm. shit it's <laughs> that good shit i need another hit of this like, give me give me some more uh who wrote um, this sometimes give me, i wish give me some they more sh- robbie thompson they would show sam appreciating it more uh because that's another issue where, where dean can't show his love and sam doesn't sound they don't show sam appreciating that um, because I think that Sam needed a hug right then. I think that yeah. that probably that probably cheered him up quite a bit. Because you have to imagine, like, if you think about this through Sam's perspective, he's all he wants to do in the world is be a good hunter. Like he's committed to this life. He let go of what's her name, whose name I've already forgotten. Amelie is that what is that her name? Amelia. <laughs> Amelia. Thank you. He's, he's already forgotten about Amelia. He's he's yeah, that's what he go. keeps calling her Amelie. Dude's like no 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 that's the movie. <laughs> that's not what her name is. <laughs> what was her name? <laughs> I remember. I had to program her number into your phone wrong. I remember that. Uh, so. He's all he is is dedicated to being a hunter. He wants to do these trials because he kind of just fell into it instead of Dean. He, he wants to be able to survive them, et cetera, et cetera. But he he can't. His body is failing him. He's he's weak and he doesn't want to admit that. So to have Dean just show this unattached emotion and affection for him, I mm-hmm. think took him by surprise. And I think you're right. Like I would I would like to see Sam appreciate this more but also for as long as they've been brothers dean has not been super great about this so i can mm-hmm. imagine dean just or excuse me sam being completely taken aback every single time it happens like it's so yeah. unexpected like it's that relative that is so hard and gruff with you and you, they show you a tender moment and you're like i've been waiting for this my whole life i'm frozen <laughs> yeah i don't know what <laughs> I to can't do, do nothing i'm not in blood <laughs> thank, uh, thank you uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is. I, th- I feel like this is an extremely powerful moment. Like this is a Definitely. really great moment of the episode. Yeah. Um, it kind of. I mean, it was. It was a really great episode because Felicia was great. Charlie's a wonderful hey, character. Chris, we're but, still not done yet. We're, the episode is oh, not oh, over. I know. I know. But that uh, that that hug really made the moment, or really really made the episode for me. Apparently, that's what I'm here for. Which, at the end of the day, with Supernatural, I watch the show anticipating and waiting the brother hugs it's like when people watch a show any show doesn't have to be supernatural like waiting and hoping that their their ship is going to get together like on friends or something even a show like that like waiting like are so-and-so gonna kiss finally it's me with that but it's uh, with supernatural but it's like are they gonna finally hug if only supernatural had some sort of popular ship that you could have used as an example for that (laughs) well i didn't want well that's the obvious one but i didn't want to go with that I think a good example of this is if you watch the uh, the, the Bake Off, the Great British Bake Off. Uh, Paul... Do you ship characters and? No, no, no. But Paul Hollywood has a thing where if someone does an exceptionally good job, he comes over and shakes their hand. And uh, you're just I, waiting I, for that. I, like I think everybody is waiting for that cool. Feels handshake. like you're shaking your hand, huh? Because when I, whenever I see Sam the Dean hug, I feel like I'm in between them. I, I feel like I'm the Holy Ghost in between those yeah. two hugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have we still have one last scene left. Uh, Charlie. 
goes to the hospital. We see her signing some forms before she goes to visit her mom. So we know that she's officially been recognized as she's not just some stranger walking in. She's actually she's on the grid the now, house. though. She is on the grid. Uh, and then she she sits down beside her mom and, you know, some, some kind of sad music starts playing. And you can tell Charlie's very emotional. And mm-hmm. uh, we had we got this we got a little knowledge about this while they were in the dream that when she was a kid her mom used to read to her she read the hobbit to her and that's kind of started her off on her nerddom like this because of her mom she likes the thing that she likes and uh sure enough she says you know one more time mom and she pulls out like a real like you know a real old obviously been read a thousand times version of the hobbit and uh mm-hmm. starts reading it yeah and uh boy again i, I know i have a mom thing <laughs> like i, I right. readily admit right. it but this is just a fucking straight line to my heart dude like, well, I, I have I, a well i have a hobbit thing and <laughs> <laughs> when she started reading that it's such the the beginning of the hobbit is so simple that it, in a way it almost brought like this level of innocence back because i remember reading that for the first time being very young Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of intimate moment that you share with a parent um, of reading a story together, it, it was it's really, really sweet. This is this is extremely nice. Is the implication here, and I know I keep going back to this, is she about to pull the plug on her mom? I think so. I think yeah, she, I definitely when think she says one last time, it's like, yeah. you know, she's been funneling all this money here just to keep her on life support, but her, her mom is in a coma and it's it's not really fair to anyone that it continues on like that for it's been like what like 15 years something like 16 that 16 years so, yeah earlier yeah. in the episode the, the extremely well-informed nurse was, was basically said to dean like oh she's been here for 16 years but there's there's nothing here like she's she's never yeah. ever going to come out of this yeah. um which is not how i understand comas to work but you know whatever i'm not i don't really care that supernatural supernatural made this especially emotional moment seemingly specifically for me so i'm going to supernatural also stuff. had a girl in a coma who was like psychically projecting fairy tales out sure. on people so yeah, that's yeah. also not how it works in supernatural but yeah i guess comas are a little different in the world of supernatural yeah. chris you got me okay <laughs> you got me I'm, uh, you, hey chris you got me i admit it i admit it you got me uh what are your thoughts about this episode it's really good um there's a lot of this this emotional stuff is something that i think we really needed not that Season 8 has been completely barren uh, of emotional moments, obviously. But I have a feeling that things are about to be really heating up in the next couple episodes. A lot of plot's going to be happening. Um, My guess is that Angels, Demons, Castiel, Crowley, everybody's going to be showing up for the big party at the end here. Um, And there's not going to be as much time for, for these quieter moments of contemplation. So getting them in here really rallying everybody together using charlie to help like bring them together help dean sort of unlock a piece of himself not that dean dean has been pretty good to sam um especially since sam came around and was like yeah i actually am struggling and he stopped lying to dean um dean's dean's been pretty supportive and but to see him show that level of like support with just the hug and say yep i got you bro um that that's really good and i'm 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 glad that we got this moment before we we take the final plunge into the third god trial yeah, this is this is a really emotional episode. Um, from the start, I kind of assumed with the 1951 um, stuff, I thought it was going to be like some weird gimmick. Uh, but again, I, I, it totally distracted me from the fact that we're not really dealing with the trial stuff. The the way that they, <clears throat> excuse me, the way that they weave Sam's 
kind of consequences or the way he we, they weave his weakness throughout this episode, I think is really deftly done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what could have been just a, a normal Monster Week episode gets elevated because of that. And also because the presence of Charlie, who has such a good relationship with Dean and such a good relationship with the, with both of the boys in general. And also just has such a different view on the world at these two and kind of a different yeah. angle at it that it, it expands this episode beyond what I think would normally have been what it normally would have been. It's also extremely well written. Like all of the jokes and stuff really land for me. We didn't talk about every single one of them because, you know, at a certain point you're not just going to repeat every joke that you hear. Right. But uh, I was extremely like this. This whole episode was just super entertaining. Like I, I didn't want it to end despite it being 100 minutes long. 100 <laughs> like, minutes long. Was, yeah, something was, about the pacing just made it feel like I think because they go through the the motions of a regular case, but they actually do it all super fast. But because it's the things that we're used to seeing over 45 minutes happening in 20 minutes or, you know, 25 minutes, I think it just felt like when you got to that point, you're like, all right, the episode's over, right? Oh, no. Oh, all right. Uh, we got to do this dream thing. And now we have this emotional stuff at the end, which, man, yeah, this I, I almost do see this as as not a monster of the week, but as being part of like the main plot because of the emotional development here for both Sam and Dean um, or, or more, more of a physical development almost for for Sam. But it. Everything that happens with Dean feels really important and feels really crucial to probably what we're going to get going forward and, and to where he's at as a character and as a brother. So if if I had to like mainline the series or the season and just get like the, the, the beefiest parts for the main story, I think I would include this in there. I am... Um... I, 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 I'm actually inclined to agree with you. Uh, you, you. You with that argument may have sold me as this, this is kind of a... It's almost a... Um... What's the expression that I'm looking for? Um, it's almost a sleight of hand where they, they make you think that this is going to be a Monster of the Week episode. And then they really kind of backfill it with yeah. these emotional moments for Dean and this kind of physical development of Sam to the point where I'm very interested in what's going to happen in the next like only couple of episodes. Like we've only got, what, two or three episodes left after yeah, this? Yeah, we're getting there. Um, which is crazy to think. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm... I'm really excited to see the end of season eight, uh, not because I'm not enjoying season eight, but just because it's, I think season eight's actually been really good. I was really down on it at first. Uh, the first half is, is really weak to me, but with some standout episodes, but this back half has been relatively good. Yeah. And I, and I know I'm a hypocrite because I know I'm going to take that back because I, you know, I, this actually did develop the plot along our meta plot along, even if there weren't, you know, Crowley and Kevin <laughs> hanging out in the, <laughs> as, as guest stars or anything. So kind of into this uh and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the next episode which it just simply asked the question feeling lucky tonight is the tagline okay for that. okay so, just exciting you know what um this just makes me think when i first watched season eight i watched most episodes live i'm pretty sure i remember binging the last four or five in a row so that i could watch the finale of season eight live that night okay that makes sense and when I watched the first few seasons before I caught up with, I, I think it was either four or five I watched live for the first time. I don't remember. But I was binging it all the time. And even rewatches, I would be like, I'm watching half a season one today. <laughs> like, that's how I always <laughs> consume the show. And I know a lot of people do consume the show that way. Um, I wonder what the experience is. Because now that we've we've kind of trimmed this down to one episode a week, which I think is good. But I wonder what it is like when you get three in a row, where it's like, how does this feel thematically when, you, when you've got several going at once, when you've consumed this amount and you can trace the arc or the lack thereof between each episode? Um, because obviously the show is a weekly show and this is how it's designed to be viewed. But there, uh, there is a, there's a difference. There's a difference in how you perceive things. So sometimes I'm kind of curious what it would be like if we, you know, even just 
not even for the podcast, like hammered through half of season eight on our own, just watching it. Like, oh, what do, what do I think of it now? Now that I've seen it in a in quick succession and not one week an episode um, or one episode a week. But um, I don't know. It's just a, just a thought. Yeah, I can. I, I'm curious about that as well, because uh, after <clears throat> this was about the time season seven, season eight was about the time that Supernatural turned from a, a must watch every time there's a new episode to uh, I'm going to save up a bunch of these and kind of binge them all at once. And uh, it's so going back to watching them week to week. We said this on the podcast before. It makes me it gives me a lot more of an opportunity to kind of pull the threads apart of each individual episodes without focusing on like major big aha mm-hmm. moments. And I, I kind of, I like the pace. I like the pace that we're at a lot now. Um, not only because it's, it's a little easier to do with our other stuff that we have going with our lives and with the other podcast, but also because you could just drill down on one single episode. Um, right. But Give at some the, point the attention it deserves. I mean, probably after we finish this podcast, um, which, you know, it's not going to happen until they finish Supernatural. But at some point, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to binge like all 15, 16, 17 seasons or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I'm going to be mm-hmm. very curious, like how my thoughts are going to work with that. Like, I'm going to be curious how, how that that's all going to be. That's going to seem to me all compressed down. Yeah. I think about binging it all the time now. I'm like, <laughs> nope, don't do it. Just stay focused. You're on season eight. Day, was like, you want to start from season one? I'm like, I can't do, I can't watch. I can't keep up with two timelines. I'm just yeah. not going to be able to do that. We, uh, a couple months ago, I was at my sister's house and she was watching season one. And I was like, I was like practically quoting everything on screen. I was like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> I want to, but I can't go back. I can't do that right now. I, uh, we started watching uh, Game of Thrones again mm-hmm. and uh, Autumn had started reading the books and she had kind of plowed through book one and she was already in book two but obviously we're just season one on the uh, of the TV series and uh, she was like wait a minute why is that dude still alive he's dead and I'm like Autumn we're in episode four like really nobody's <laughs> died yet she's like, oh yeah I've been reading not watching um, I think unless you have anything more I think that's going to wrap us up for that's the it day. that's it that wraps us um Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to the patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, just a heads up or quick reminder of what we said at the start of the show. If you join at that $5 tier, you can get a cool huggy in the mail. Uh, but you don't have to join at $5 tier. You can join at the $1 or $2 tier. If you can't do that, uh, consider leaving us a review. We're getting very close to the end of the season. So if you mm-hmm. want to write into the podcast, you can write into monsteroftheweek.cool. No, I'm sorry. Monster of the Week podcast at gmail.com or you can go to monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact and write it up there. Uh, we read all of those on air uh, with very little editing. Uh, we, we usually play some dumb games. We usually, so you can ask us questions about Supernatural or really just about anything that we will answer just about anything. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Chris, what could you find on the internet? I'm at Local Bones on Twitter. I'm at JG Greer. The podcast is MOTWcast. Come talk to us at any of those accounts. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, we'll be back next week with more Supernatural. Good episode, dude. Yeah, yeah. All right, time to talk. All right, either I got some stuff delivered or my cat was up to something no good outside my door. <laughs> there was a lot of rum- rumbling going on. Hey, did you get your package? Nope. Oh, I thought I saw that figure and uh, I thought that was going to be... No, that was a different one I got a while ago. I just never posted pictures of it.
Ready to fire up that Discord. Where did I put my water bottle? Oh, I found it. Hey. Hmm. Hello. Hey, here you there you are. There you are. What's up, gamer? Hold on one sec. I just can't grab my water bottle. It's behind me on my shelf. You ever get you ever get one of those um those those gamer moments where your underwear is sagging down, but somehow your jeans aren't. Yep. So you just got this this kind of empty empty gateway <laughs> in yeah. there somewhere. The devil's tunnel is what I like to call that. Yeah, the devil's this, this just vacant sleeve of bare ass mm-hmm. that's in between. It's got some jeans on it, but there's no, there's nothing in between. And something about like sitting down with that, you just instantly know like the crack of your ass is just exposed to the world mm-hmm. to see. It's like, oh, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. this is this is what's happening now. I, I, I can just tell. There's this dude who at work, I don't know him, but Steve finally the other day he looked at me and he was like, I think that dude's a pathological liar. He reminds us a lot of this other kid that we knew in high school who was a pathological liar. Just makes up fucking just shit because he, like, has to. He just can't stop lying about stuff. But this dude, who I already hate him just because of his his energy, he walks into the room and I'm like, you big dumb idiot, get out of here. Um, <laughs> his entire, like, lower half is exposed constantly. Dude just, like, leans forward and his sweater, like, rises up to his shoulders. And, oh, you know, he ain't no spring chicken. I'm like, you need, do you not feel the the windy breeze come through the valley in here because you were fully exposed it's um it's like the the dudes that haven't haven't fully accepted their huge gut so like their shirt just comes mm-hmm. up to like just above oh, their dude. belly button and you just got that underbelly thing happening that you can see i knew a dude who wore like the biggest jeans like we're talking big kick sand big jeans mm-hmm. uh and then the the smallest smallest shirts he was a big dude Wear whatever you want, but huge jeans, tiny shirts with just that little belly flap. Yeah, What's going on there, brother? That. Can't do that. What's man. going on there? <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna like. I'm a t-shirt and jeans guy, right? Like that's the, like mm-hmm. the limit of my <clears throat> like fashion knowledge or whatever. Like sometimes I'll bust out like a button-down shirt. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a long sleeve mm-hmm. tee is what with the what the weather calls for. But like I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not, <laughs> I don't watch Queer Eye and go like, oh, I could do better than that one fashion dude. Like I'm not right. that dude. But uh, right. But well, still, that dude like, is me. Like no, no, just a, just enough, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, just a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. Just enough to keep your ass crack contained. Yeah, just like maybe not expose a lot. Of, I mean, and, and I hate to say that because it sounds like I'm being like I'm body shaming somebody, but like just, just maybe just put a shirt on. <laughs> like put that's okay. On. You're at work, dog. Nothing like seeing the full ass crack of a guy you hate. Oh man, I can't. I can't imagine. <laughs> There's not many people that I have like a visceral reaction to and like immediately think to myself, like, I hate this dude like on, mm-hmm. upon sight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happened maybe like five or six times in my life, but I can only imagine what like it would be. It would be like compound interest if I saw their ass crack. Like it wouldn't oh, be yeah. oh, just yeah. a straight like leveling up. It would be like a like a factor of 10. Like it would be, you know what I'm saying? Like it'd be oh, yeah. oh, eight yeah. to the fifth, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. There's a... I try to be as nice as I can to everybody, even to people I don't like in my day-to-day life, because I think I look like I'm really angry all the time, just within my faces, and that I have, like, unkept hair all the time. I just look like an idiot. I look like a fucking idiot. Um, I look like Shrek. Um, So I try to be really nice to people, even people I don't like. But there's, like, probably three or four dudes at my work. Not the people that I work with, but I've just seen them around, and I'm like, I fucking hate you. (laughs) (laughs) And I will hate you until the day that I die. (laughs) I don't even know your name, and I fucking hate you. 
It's um, it's rough out there for us nice guys, Chris. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Nice guys sometimes yep. finish yep. last. That's that's a true fact. That's, that is the saying. Man, when we were going to record the other day, I was all hyped up to tell you some stories from the long dark. Mm-hmm. And now I can't really remember any of them because I've played so much, so much over the last then. couple of days that like every experience, I'm like, all right, I've had that like three different times now because I keep dying and having to start over. I was so looking I read at the, the uh, like I just looked at the like brief description and I saw like the art mm-hmm. style. Is that um, is it first person? It's first person, yeah. It was like a crowdfunded game. game, I think. Like it's a very, it's very, very indie, and this is like the one game that they are working on. Um, and it didn't have a story mode for a really long time. They finally released two chapters of it. When I turned the game on a couple days ago, it was like, "Hey, FYI, if you start a new game right now, your save is going to be deleted pretty soon because we're about to update everything, and it won't be compatible with the new version of the game." And I was like, "That's fucking weird." what's going on here yeah i can see that. So i, lo- but, I looked yeah. into it uh i think it was capcom vancouver had a ton of layoffs so this small company was able to kind of like scoop up a lot of really talented people suddenly and they were like oh shit this is a game changer we have like an awesome staff let's change this game and like fix a lot of stuff and animate a lot of stuff that we never could because we were like you know just a few people so they're like yeah and we're, we're fixing the first two chapters completely and then we're releasing the third one with all these new updates and everything. I'm like, oh, that sounds exciting. I haven't touched any of that shit, though, because I've just been playing survival <laughs> mode, which is like, yeah, you're dropped into the map with some random gear at a random time of day. And like, that's it. Just figure it out. Survive as long as you can. And there's all these achievements for like survive 500 days, whatever. And I'm like, dog, I can't even survive three days. Like, this is crazy. This is the uh, the don't starve thing for me. Like, I really wanted to love don't starve, especially when they put it's co-op hard. in it. But it's just so fucking difficult. Like, I really, I just could not, like, I would get to, like, uh, two weeks in and then something bad would happen. I'm like, oh, I have to have gold to get this thing, so I have to go farther than I've, oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. Now yeah. you start all over yeah. again. And I know that's the, I know that's what those games are and that's what it's supposed to be. But, man, it, it, it sucks. Sometimes starting from scratch like that is really frustrating because you never get to see all of the cool stuff. Like, you mm-hmm. never get to get like that fourth tier of crafting i've just never seen any of that in don't starve which kind of sucks don't starve was the first game that i bought for ps4 because i had heard about it i used to listen to the indoor kids podcast which was kamel nanjiani and emily gordon his wife um oh yeah Mm -hmm. talking about video games i loved that podcast it might be the first podcast i ever listened to but they were always talking about that game, and I was like, this sounds great. I'd never actually seen the game or knew what it was, so when I got a PS4, bought the shit out of that, played it for like two days, and I was like, this is too goddamn hard for me. <laughs> it's really difficult. I'm in kind of uh, gamer heaven right now, Chris. Uh, well, we yeah, you are. You get your new TV, you get I your got, new gamer gear. I got the new the new consoles. I'm up to date on all all the fresh consoles that I have besides mm-hmm. the Switch. Um the new TV. I've I got like a couple of months of uh, Game Pass from Xbox. Oh yeah, is, which is honestly like the way that it breaks down. Like I used to have GameFly. Like this will probably just replace GameFly for me. Like I won't be able to get PS4 games, obviously. But um, 
like if that you know that below game that i was planning on spending 25 dollars on when it came out it'll just be out on games pass next week that's <laughs> like, awesome um ashen that weird like uh cell shaded soul- souls kind of game mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. out on games pass right now like i'm just gonna go oh, download cool. it later uh forza horizon 4 uh doom like a bunch of shit that's on there that like, i want to play forza horizon 4 really bad i've never played one of those games but i used to play Need for Speed and Gran Turismo a lot when I was younger Mm because you're a child and you're like, yo, cars, racing, Racing, going fast. Yeah, racing games. And like, that's not like a hobby of mine. Like, I'm not into cars or anything. Like, I'm into swords and dumb shit like that. But something about like just that video game mechanic is super fun. The um, my my racing games of choice have always been uh, arcade oriented. I always said like, if I can't shoot missiles at the other racers, Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck am I even doing? Mm -hmm. Um, so like the Forza games have never really like tickled my fancy that much. Uh, But since this was like free, and I knew it had all the fancy graphics bells and whistles, I said, well, I'll I'll try it out. Uh, And it does. It's very fancy. The thing that's really weird about it is, and I'm assuming that it does this for everybody because it'd be a weird thing just to program in for me. But I guess it sees my my name and my account. So it sees that my name is Jeremy. So it talks to me the entire time. So it's like, hey, Jeremy, but why don't you go over to this event over here? Hey, Jeremy, why don't you do this? Oh, Jeremy, that was a really good race. And I'm like, can you guys please stop using my name? And then the first... like that the the first like section or whatever uh that you go through is the like it's, it's seasonal so the first section is autumn so they keep talking about hey jeremy are you going to qualify for the autumn races and like me and autumn are sitting in the same room and like, we're, like we just keep looking at each other like i don't know i don't know this game just keeps talking to us that's uh, great but it's 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 a very beautiful game i'm very bad at it even with the, like all of the the helper utilities turned on. Um, Allison was saying she, she she's got them turned on so much she can just hold the gas pedal and, and win races. But I yeah. still, uh, you know, it'll be like turn left, and I start turning left, and I'm just spiraling out of control. And this one's set yeah. in England, so there's always stone walls. So <laughs> maybe I'll just stick to Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's difficult, but you know, Wipeout is the same way for me. Like I've I never, as much mm-hmm. as I want to be good at Wipeout, I've just never been good at Wipeout. So. I'm not good at any of those kind of games. I'm also not good at the long dark, but um, still keep plugging it. away. Like yeah. I'm probably gonna go play it as soon as we're done here. I haven't played it yet today. Uh, I played that Devil May Cry demo this morning, which was fun. Feels like Devil May Cry. <laughs> cool, <laughs> sweet, um, <laughs> done. There we go. <laughs> I thought about downloading the demo, but uh, I'm downloading so much other stuff right now, and I, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, that that's seven gigs might push it over the edge oh, oh it's only seven gigs okay well, yeah. stuff like doom is 80 forza was like 90 like it's ridiculous Jesus. uh but i you know i was i was a fan of the dmc reboot and so mm-hmm. it kind of stuck in my craw at e3 they were like yeah we're gonna skip that shitty reboot that nobody liked and i'm over here raising my hand going i really appreciated the level design <laughs> most people like who are in any way informed i think about video games and who aren't just angry fanboys which is i'm an angry fanboy but generally agree that is a good video game and it did a lot of good things but it wasn't regular looking dante so everybody just fucking hated it it's i guess people were so attached to the previous games that they just couldn't get over it but i I know that there's like that like the character action game like you know those like bayonetta devil may cry that kind of thing i don't know any others (laughs) i know that it's a very specific genre that people take very seriously um it's just like fighting games or whatever so I'm sure that that had something to do with it, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. But, um, man, I was trying to think of a good story to tell you for Long Dark. So I'll tell you my old one from when I first played this game. 
Hit me. And I, I probably told this on Chomp Chain forever ago. But they drop you in the middle of the woods. Or sometimes, if you do a random beginning, like this happened when I first played it with Jess, was I popped out in a cabin, which was great because there was plenty of supplies in there. But this time I was out in the middle of the woods and I was just, I didn't know what to do. So I was gathering sticks because it was the only thing I could really see around me, trying to slowly gather supplies and make my way through. And very quickly you start to get hypothermia. If you're outside too long, you're just going to freeze to death. So your your four like meters are are your temperature, uh, how tired you are, your hydration, and then how hungry you are. So if, if you keep those things good, you're pretty good. But I was kind of just fucked for a really long time. This first or second time I played it, whatever it was, I was wandering through the woods. I got caught in this huge storm and I thought, well, this is it. I, I can't even see two feet in front of me because it's a simulation. You no, know, it's it's not the prettiest looking game, but it, it has good enough effects that you're like, oh, shit, like this sucks. Um, so I'm wandering through this forest and I finally realized like I haven't seen any trees in a while and that I've come out of the forest. and I'm now in a clearing, but I can't see far enough around me. I got lucky that time that I, I walked in the right direction and ended up in this little shack thing. It didn't have a door, so I couldn't go inside and warm up, but it had a roof over it. So now I'm out of the rain and it had a deer carcass in it and I was able to harvest some meat, but I didn't realize that I needed to cook it or do anything like that later. So I have this meat that I can't eat, whatever. And from there, I remember going up back out into the storm. I was lucky enough to find a cabin. I'm hanging out in there for like two or three days. Everything's going well. This is like the, the short version of it because I really can't remember a lot of it. But I'm hanging out in this cabin. I'm like, is this just what this game is? Like, do I just hang out in this cabin forever? Because like, I think I won. Um, then a couple days go by and I realize, oh shit, I'm out of wood and I'm out of food. I need to go do something about this. Like, That's the point of this game. You can't just hang out in safety <laughs> because you're going to run out of supplies and you're going to die. Um, I found a rifle, which I've come to know is like one of the rarer things you can find in the game. Um, it's very useful, but it's not easy to find. And I found a rifle in this game and I went out into the world and I was like, fuck yeah, gamer. I'm about to go, I'm about to go take this forest, this bull by the horns, frankly. So I went out into the woods, got my hunting rifle. Uh, I find some deer. I take them down. I'm able to, you know, get my meat. I'm like, this is fucking sick. Uh, only thing is I had gone really, really far from home, from, from my little cabin. And the way that I was planning on getting back to my cabin was by following the, my footprints in the snow. The only problem was that uh, it started to snow, so my footprints were quickly being covered up. So I started to, like, jog a little bit quicker back the way that I had come, and then suddenly I just, just start hearing howling out in the woods. And sure enough, wolves are descending on me because I'm carrying all this meat, and they can <laughs> smell the meat. So now these wolves are on my ass. I used my last this bullets. Already trying so to stressful. <laughs> Yeah, I used my last bullets, taken down two of them, and now I just like, all right, I'm out of bullets, and there's two more wolves coming after me, and I can still see like my footprints aren't all the way gone yet. I can still see them a little bit, and I'm and I'm running and I'm running, and uh, I finally think I'm about to get away because I'm at the edge of the woods. I'm like, I think I don't hear them anymore, and then I fall off of a ledge and I spray my ankle. So suddenly my character is like, oh fuck, and he's limping. And he's moving really slow. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is bad. This is bad. And I can still hear the wolves coming. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And I'm turning around and I realize that now the footprints that I left were completely covered in snow. And I don't know what direction I'm going in. And then a few minutes later, the wolves came and they got me. Um, so that's the, like the worst case scenario for that is being yeah, eaten alive by wolves. That's definitely the worst case scenario. <laughs> but generally, it's a lot of like, oh, I found a new area. Let me, you know, 
create like craft new items. Why didn't build you up. Uh, play Metal Gear Survive? Like I feel like that game seems seems right up your alley with everything that I saw about it. And like it, uh, I don't know anything about Metal Gear Survive other than it's just like it's got zombies or something. Yeah, it's um because I watched a couple of quick looks and there's some weird stuff like you'll be going it's it's exactly what you're describing right like it's mm-hmm. you know you're growing your own food you're building up your base um you're managing your hunger meter or your thirst meter or what have you and uh but you know you'll be out in the in the world and a huge weird creature will just like walk by and you'll have to figure out how to deal with it uh, I know a lot of people like hated it because it was like a they thought that konami was doing the the cash in grab but a lot of people mm-hmm. really enjoyed that game so huh. i didn't realize it, it came out <laughs> i didn't realize it came out i'll find the uh i'll find the video where the because that's what sold me on it i was like oh weird monster weird huge monsters are in this world i do okay. like weird huge monsters that's the yeah. only reason that i would have played fallout 76 i mean i'm not gonna now but <laughs> sure <laughs> i haven't even sent that copy to roxy yet i have, I, have, I got a copy with my xbox i was like i'm just gonna send oh this yeah to, i forgot you had that yeah <laughs> i haven't even i haven't even gotten it out of the shrink wrap yet <laughs> oh man I've, how uh, you feel about this episode i love this episode do you want to get into it yeah we can do it okay waiting for my caffeine to kick in i'm halfway through my cup of coffee 